It takes money. He's essentially turning into a modern day bard, some would say. Stop trying to bring bards back then. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Everyone uh, said it was overkill when I bought a PlayStation and an Xbox for each room, but who's laughing now? <laughs> Wild times, Ricky. Wild times. <laughs> Wild times. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. Typically, these little pre-show introductions are made up of, yeah. um, of thoughts that I have often as I'm like drifting off to sleep. Oh, nice. Okay. uh, You know how you have a thought and you put it in your phone and when you look at it the next day, you're like, what the hell was that? Oh, it inevitably makes no sense. It's always like, "Mm, okay, that seemed profound at the time. Exactly. So, and now it's like Pokemon are people, and you're like, "What did I mean by what, that?" Yeah. <laughs> what what could have that meant? I've got <laughs> yeah. I've got one of those for you. Okay. Um, because I feel like those descriptions had to get more and more uh, lengthy and detailed to kind of remind myself what the hell my twilight brain was thinking. And sometimes I even tell you some of mine to write down. And then you're like, okay, yeah, we've got it in the show notes. We'll definitely talk about that next time. And you're like, oh, you wanted to talk about, you know, the pen saga. And I'm like, I have no idea what I would have meant by that. that And that was a description to another person. (laughs) That was six days ago. You can't expect me to think about what past Vicky was, uh, her frame of mind was. Yeah, like whatever happened with that pen, it's gone into the mists of time. Yeah. All right. So here's the latest thing that I wrote in my phone that I thought at the time was yeah. uh, was genius. Naming okay. your kid official to give them a head start in life. Okay. So presumably that means like my kid would be like official more. Yes. Now, I don't know how that gives them a head start. Me neither. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, well, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. It's the why that exactly. I don't Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> I thought... It's you all over. Yeah, basically. But usually I can <laughs> at least decipher it. I'm like, I, I see the train of thought there. Here, I'm just like, I don't know how that would help. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I'm like, if they're like listed in awards, it's like official, more best singer... Like, official best singer? Oh, yeah, maybe. If you can say, like, here's his official album or something. Yeah, that does, that's right. It does sound slightly good than the non-official version, I suppose. But still not that much of a head start versus nah. having the name official, which <laughs> sets you back a little. You know uh, what I mean? Like, the head start you get from having that as a name would have to be times two because having the name official is a setback also. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the uh, confusion and the amount of time that you have to spend explaining, yeah, no, no, my name is actually official. And also just like the bullying you've had to endure for the first 18 years of your life. Oh, yeah. But once you get past that, (laughs) you're smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. I know like in um, Seinfeld, there's that episode where George wants to name his kid uh, Seven. Yeah. And he recommends like a friend named their baby Soda. Soda. Yeah. I've heard like multiple people now calling their kids those names. Like obviously the Seinfeld fans have grown up and they're like, you know what? George was onto something. That is actually, yeah, that's actually a great idea. Thanks, George. Yeah. Like I think um, Patience from the Greats, her kid is called Soda, I believe. Oh my God. Yeah. Soda or Seven, one of them. And either way, I was like, that is a Seinfeld name. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, also, like, I guess if your patience from the greats is kid, you're probably pretty cool. You've got to hope so. You've uh, got to overcome those names, I feel. I just feel like my kids are not going to be very cool, so I don't want to hurt them also with their name. I'm just going to give them something very normal to avoid attracting attention. Or slightly cool, so that they are lifted a little from their initial kind of... <laughs> What kind of position. what kind of slightly cool name have you got? In I mind? feel like Scott's a cool name. Okay, normal yet cool. Do you, you know, know what I mean? Do you know a cool Scott? I don't know anyone called Scott. It's too cool. Because I only know no one called Scott would spend time with me. But yeah, fair enough. I work with a guy called Scott, and uh, I feel like he's pretty normal. Mm. Normal but cool, or just normal? Uh, he's got his cool moments, I suppose. You see? It's, yep. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's Scott. There you go. That sounds like a Scott. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 207, a very official episode. Yay! I like what you did there. Thank you. Um, Name your podcast official. Then yeah. you just be the official podcast. Are you sure you didn't mean to write just podcast? The official podcast is a pretty good name for a podcast, I gotta say. So I guess if your child is called official, he could have the official podcast. I think that was probably Maybe that's where you're going with it. my train of thought. Like, you can just call it, yeah, the official podcast, the official album, the official movie, the official book, whatever it is. Yeah. It's uh, not that great, though. No, I still don't think it gives them that much of a head start, but... No. <laughs> oh, well. I'll uh, go back to the drawing board. Workshop it. Definitely yeah. workshopping. Don't need it. I like, yeah, the initial thoughts there. Just a little tweak. All right. Well, I've got some time before I have to name any children by the looks of things. So <laughs> Yes, and Ben, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, and. I don't understand um, improv. Oh. No. Um, You're such a Scott. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I guess. <laughs> Slightly cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like improv is very uncool. That's true. So, hence why I don't understand it. <laughs> How's your uh, corona going? Fine. I don't have it. I think it doesn't exist. You're a corona denier? No. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a corona denier. Oh Sounds like you're denying. Uh, there's a lot of people dead that might, you know, I, can't, I guess they can't argue with you, but. No, I'm like, well, good luck. Yeah. If you have, like, really suffered from it. I have come out with the upper hand in terms of arguing. Friends and family of, uh, you know, the victims might have something to uh, say to you. Crisis actors. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got an answer for no. everything. I know, right? Um, no, I'm not a corona denier. I mean that I don't have corona. Therefore, my corona is non-existent. It still sounds like you're in denial. Oh, my God. I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. That's nuts. See, but yeah, everything I say is inflammatory about this, isn't it? I'll have to uh, come over with some swabs to uh, test you out later on. I feel free. Have you been tested? It's horrible. No. Did they do that thing oh. where they have to, like, stick it, like, way down your nostril? Yeah, down your nostril and down your throat. It's, ugh, it's really un- uncomfortable. Yeah, I can't believe that it took me till, like, two, three weeks into this whole outbreak to actually know that that was the test. Like, Oh, you didn't know? What did you think it was? Like you had to cough on a piece of paper? Like they could say like, what colour it turned? I don't know, like a saliva swab or something. Like no, I didn't, I didn't no, realise no, no, that no. it was like we're basically putting this in your brain through your nose. Yeah, it is. Well, you have to touch your mucus. Yeah, that's that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is bad. So no, I haven't been tested, but I feel pretty good. So I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm okay. I feel like I've well, got I the old clue. I've got something else, which is annoying. 
How? I don't understand this because I was going to go uh, visit my family last weekend mm-hmm. and my sister was like, uh, I'm just warning you, mum and me, uh, like we've got a cold. I'm like, yeah, that, and like that's not how? possible. Like if you've been quarantining like the rest of us, which it sounds like from everything they've told me they have. They have a, yeah. There's no one to get a cold from. Like Plot twist, I got food poisoning. So that one, like, I can kind of understand. Like, you've yeah, I've had food poisoning for the last few days from yeah. like a dodgy Uber Eats. Yeah, so like you brought something into your home that yeah. was poison, and then you consumed it. That I guess basically. Is I mean, different. you make it sound so much more dramatic. I like your description of food poisoning because food poisoning just makes people think of me like laying on the bathroom floor. But you brought something into your home that was poison and consumed it. <laughs> makes me sound like some sort of beleaguered king. Well, I'm just trying to think of the. Um like the logistics of how this could happen, right? There's no way I could have caught a cold or a virus. I think it would be almost impossible. Uh, Right. So I'm like, I have to stay inside for, you know, however many months. That part sucks. Yeah. But on the upside... I will have zero colds. Yeah, I shouldn't have any colds for quite some time. It's like... Well, I totally get it. Because the other day we got our flu injections, right? Yeah. Um, Because that my work kind of asked us to. But when I got it, my arm was like so sore, but I don't think it was. I think I just haven't felt pain in a while. <laughs> you've built up a tolerance or you've gotten like soft since quarantine. Oh, well, yeah. You know how like you don't, when you drink alcohol, like when you have a drink every day, you kind of can have a couple. I think it's been so long since I was sick with anything that I'm like, owie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Didn't take long. No, it's been like a month and I've gone soft. Yeah, I was trying to work out during the week how long it had been because the uh, time is like so all over the place at the moment. It's not even been a month. I would say three weeks. Yeah, it's been, I stopped working. Let me check. Well, it's been for me about like just over three and a half weeks. It's like, you know, three weeks and two days since I was sent home from work. So as of Monday, it will have been a month. For, well, four weeks, not a month, like day to day. But yeah, a month, like four weeks. Yeah. On Monday, so a couple days shy of four weeks. Right, so it's just been over, like, just over two weeks, basically. Uh, just over three weeks, basically. Yeah, well, three, three and a half, yeah. Yeah, but I had to, like, look it up in my phone to try and work it out and go through my emails oh, to... if someone had said three months, I would have been like, that sounds about right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the best, right. The best description that I heard about it was uh, on Kotaku, one of the writers there wrote, the uh, days fly by, but the weeks drag on. I'm like, that's, that's so true. Yeah. I'm like, that's a really good way to put it because I'm working from home. The day goes super quick. And I'm like, I love that mm-hmm. part of it, but there's nothing to delineate between Tuesday and Wednesday when you don't have the routine of getting up no. and going to work and coming home, going to the gym, all that kind of stuff. It's just like one big blob of time. That yeah. You, like you say, it could be like three weeks or three months and it's like, yeah, I'd believe it. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think six months, I'd be like, no, nah, definitely not. But if someone's like, yeah, it's been three months, I'd be like, fair enough. Well, I was looking I over... I think I would believe three or less months yeah, at the moment. I was looking over um, some of the things that I wrote down to talk about today. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like that feels like so long ago. It was like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, it's just, yeah, a weird time bubble that we're in at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading a book. Have I talked about this on the podcast? If I have, stop me. Yeah. But I was reading a book like recently 
And in the book, she went out to a restaurant, like right at the start. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, wait. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's weird already. Books don't live by normal time and they don't have to obey isolation. But like every time she went to do something, it was jarring. Like I had to be like, why? Oh, yeah. Because this was written prior to four weeks ago. Yeah, but also like it would... <laughs> Someone should write a book about what happens solely in isolation, but it wouldn't be very interesting. No, I feel like there's going to be a lot of entertainment that comes out of this. Like, I was thinking... Like a bit rear window style? Well, that's one take on it, right? Like, there's so many different ways that you can go. You can have, like, the murder mystery of, like, what you see while you're in quarantine. You can have, like, Mm. the comedy. Like, I was thinking, if you've seen that Seth Rogen film, I think it's This Is The End, is that the one? Where it's, like, the apocalypse. So, like, the start oh, of the, okay. the apocalypse happens and they're all, like, stuck inside and so they make a sequel to Pineapple Express, basically, just in their own house. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and so, like, there's going to be the comedy version where something like that happens or there's going to be, yeah. like, the sore version where people are trapped in their house and just go uh, crazy with each other. And like, <laughs> I think give the next couple of years all that kind of stuff will trickle out. So yeah. Uh, like people also, have well, time people want for, to see it well maybe not like straight away but because i don't if someone put up like an ice like i saw it on netflix yeah a couple of weeks ago not so much now there was a bunch of like documentaries and movies that were about pandemics and end of the world and that sort of stuff all trending yeah and i was like i can't think of anything i less want to watch right now like that like during the zombie apocalypse surely you don't want to watch the walking dead well it seems like there's two different thoughts on that there's the people that want to consume only apocalyptic information and then right. there's the people that want to do like the exact opposite and just watch like a completely mindless comedy or something to kind of forget that it's going on. Like I understand that you want to consume the news. That makes sense to me. Like, but how do you want to also be entertained by a pandemic? Well, maybe it's just like, cause I know, like you say, like movies like Contagion and Outbreak were top in the charts mm. and, uh, people are just kind of curious They're like all right what could happen like show me the big right you know expensive blockbuster version of this okay um, and it's like almost like the news i guess or you can kind of get a little bit more uh information about it even if it is in like the hollywood style yeah because i've even really like initially i was looking at the news once a day and now i don't even really bother with that yeah it seems like a lot of people are just completely uh overwhelmed by it so it's just like i gotta kind of ignore it for now and if something giant happens then i'm sure it'll get to me i just feel like i know the news now <laughs> like it's not really the news it's kind of the olds really yeah the news is coronavirus that's the news it's the olds i'm aware it's happening it's bad i don't like it yeah me and uh, julian have been playing a game essentially when uh, we all watch netflix in the evening and then when the episode is over, it'll flip back to ABC and it will, of course, be the news because that's all that's on right now. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's like how long until someone says the words coronavirus and it's like every night, like, 0.3 seconds. It's like the first thing <laughs> yeah, that you, you see. Yeah, you don't even get through a second. Yeah. But there was a weird 24-hour window there where it was just about the George Pell scandal. So oh, there yeah. was there was a slight reprieve there. Phew. <laughs> Some but somehow that stuff seems to penetrate my bubble anyway. So I'm like, even if I'm not actively seeking out the news, I'm still somehow aware of that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If it's like anything you really need to know, it'll find its way to you somehow. Yeah, that's how I feel. 
yeah, it's well, creepy uh, in a way. To uh, to kind of frame this again, last time we did a podcast, we were in uh, stage two restrictions. Since then, they've been uh, elevated to stage three. I think it was only like a day or two after. I don't really know recorded. the difference, though. It's more like things like skate parks have closed, and oh, okay. I guess that's probably why you weren't, you know, yeah. doing the half pipe anytime <laughs> <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> I live in an apartment block, so I've got my share of rails. I'm okay. Yeah, but also like the amount of people that you can go out in public with is limited to two people at a time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like every day around the apartment, there's like more restrictions. So. At first, it was like, hey, your Uber Eats driver can't come up to the apartment. You have to go down and meet him. And uh, now it's like only two people in the elevator and there's like footprints. Wow. There's like footprints on the ground of where you have to stand. And uh, yeah. obviously, like the elevators aren't made for this kind of scenario. So I was like waiting in line yesterday and now there's like, you know, quite a... Like normally, there's not too many people even leaving the apartment, so it's not a big problem. No, there's no way really for anyone to go. Yeah, but I came uh, home after a run around dinner time, and it was just like a few people in the lobby waiting around. And uh, the guy... No, that's like five elevator loads. Well, that's the thing. And so the guy in front of me in line, he just took too long once the people who were leaving the elevator to get in, and so they closed the doors on him. <sighs> and so now it gets like sent back up. And so I'm just like, fuck, now I have to wait again. And then, of course, other people kind of like another elevator opens and they sneak in and it's like, hey, you jump the queue. And like, there's all these weird kind of like social dynamic stuff like that that we didn't have to deal with before. Well, like I had to get, like I said, I got my flu injection, which was like our big saute. (laughs) (laughs) Like our big night out. And then I got sick, like a weird skin reaction from it. And you can't, like, show, obviously, the doctor, like, weird skin reactions on video. So he was like, yeah, come in. I'll have a look at it. And usually that would be like, oh, like, worst. And we were like, woohoo! <laughs> Big night out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, pretty much. He was like, yeah, you know, don't, like, bit of a bummer, but you're going to have to come in. And I had to be like, yeah, oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> but on the inside, I was like, thank you, flu shot. Yeah, now I've got an excuse to leave the house. Pretty much. I was like, please need like three weeks of daily treatment or something. And he was like, oh, no, that's pretty much fine. I was like, damn it. Here's just a cream. And you're like, are you sure you don't want to take another look? No, he was just literally like, oh, that'll go away. Like, that's nothing. I was like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go get a second opinion, Doc. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I need five opinions on this. I'm quite worried. (laughs) One a night. (laughs) (laughs) And then I might swing back around to see if you guys think it's changed at all. Well, one of the big things uh, that did happen between stage two and three is a lot of the big stores have now shut down. Oh, I wasn't going anyway, so... Well, like I told you last podcast that I went out to get some uh, running gear. So I bought, because oh, like, yeah. it's colder than going to the gym, so I bought like sweatpants and a hoodie and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I went to Maya and I used the hoodie once and I realized when I got back that they left the security tag on. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shit. But, and like, you know, the day before as well, I'd be like, oh, I've got some time to kind of clean up the apartment. I chucked out, like, I had a full drawer of receipts. I'm like, I'm never going to oh, need no. any of these. Like, why am I hanging on to like years of receipts? And so I just chucked oh. the whole thing away. And then, of course, the next day, I have to like prove that I bought this hoodie from Bought them. the hoodie. Oh, shit. And so I'm like, all right, I know this is going to be an ordeal, but. I'll go talk to the guy at Meyer and like worst case scenario, he's like, 
you stole this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, well, I'm just taking it now because I know I paid for it. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to get into like a... F- like you end net even, surely, is worst case scenario. Well, like he's not going to like fight or me or something. Like, no, he might call the cops, but if you've been jogging, maybe you'll be okay. Well, that was the other thing. I'd, <laughs> I'd only realised... You've grown fitter and stronger. <laughs> oh, only- is that the other thing? No, no, no. I just I only realised that I uh, still had the tag on it after I'd already gone jogging. And so it oh. was like like all sweaty and stuff. I'm like, well, oh. like I don't want to take it back in this condition. <laughs> but I can't wash it. Yeah. And so I just put it in like the dryer for about 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, hopefully. Oh, that's going to make it worse. Well, it seemed to at least dry off the sweat. So. <laughs> oh, I'm like gagging over here. That's so gross. It seemed to be the lesser of all the evil. Oh, you know? Is it though? Is well, it truly? Well, I took it back the next day. I was like, all right, I'll... uh." Because luckily when I was running, like the hood part of it was covering the tag. And so I think that's why we didn't notice it earlier is because you can't really see it unless the hood is up. Mm, Yeah. for most of my run, I had it down. So I was like, well, well, at least most people wouldn't have thought I was on the run from the law. Like a hooligan running. Yeah. (laughs) I took it back to Maya the next day and that's when I discovered that they had closed. Oh, no way. And so I was like, oh, well, even if I had the receipt, it wouldn't have done me much good anyway. So, oh, shit. like, this has happened before to me. And last time I went on YouTube and, like, looked up all these videos of how to remove security tags. And mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not because it was closed down last time. I'm just like, I can't be bothered going all the way back to the store. But I tried it. It's like, got, they basically pop it open with two forks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay. I can give that a whirl. And, uh, like, the last time I immediately gave up because I'm like, well, it's... Like, they make it look so easy in the videos. And then you try it and I'm like, how the fuck do you get two forks in there? (laughs) It's like every Spanish guy from Pixar explaining drawing. I'm like, see you soon, Pixar. My audition tape is three days away at this rate. And then after actually trying to draw, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like that that meme of like how to draw an owl. It's like draw (laughs) draw the body, draw the face. Now draw the rest of the fucking owl. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it feels, though. Have you ever watched one of those, like, Pixar or Disney? Like, they're almost always, like, like got, like, a Spanish accent. Like, hey there, guys. Okay. So you just start with a little circle here in the middle and then just do a little kind of doodle around it. I'm like, doodle? I can doodle. I doodle all the time. And then it's like, I can't can't doodle. Yeah, your definition of a doodle doodle. is a lot different than mine. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) There's a great um, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode this season where Larry uh, gets asked to do a doodle for charity and he just, like, draws mm-hmm. some squiggles on a piece of paper, which yeah. I would agree with him. That's, like, a doodle. That's a doodle. And a doodle, I feel like, is, like, a penis, for starters. Sure. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> let's all laugh, laugh about that. We've got to find Secondly, something to uh, laugh at in these trying yeah. times, so... <laughs> but- <laughs> Secondly, it's something you do absent-mindedly while on the phone. Yeah, if you're it's like not you're doing in a it meeting absent-mindedly, then you're drawing, I think. You have to literally not give it any att- mental attention. Yeah, I think that's the perfect definition. And uh, he yeah, takes it to like the exhibition and everyone's done these amazing images. That <laughs> he like, you know, gets into a fight about how they're not actually doodles. No, they're not. And I'm totally on his side. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, is that, was that <laughs> where you were going with this Pixar guy? He's just too good at doodling. 
Uh, yeah, no, but like even his absent-minded doodle is I couldn't do that with full concentration. That probably is his doodle. Yeah, he accidentally draws the Mona Lisa and you're like, well. Uh, yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, oh, what's uh, Larry from Pixar doing next to me in this boring meeting? Like, oh, my God, is that Starry Starry Night recreated? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention. What yeah. is it? <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. Anyway, yeah. do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I've got this hoodie and it's got like the security tag on it and I can't get mm-hmm. it open with the forks because uh, I think like one of the issues is on YouTube, you see all these videos, but there's so many different types of security of tag. security tag. It's not like... Is it one of the ones that like spurts the dye? No, so thankfully... Oh, that's I, a positive. Yeah. So you can't screw it up like too badly. Oh, you can. You can. It just oh, won't, really? It won't get stained with ink. <laughs> oh. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to get a hammer and, like, bash this thing open. Yeah. And my thought was uh, once I, like, kind of crack it open, because it's, like, hard plastic, I figure it's just mm-hmm. going to, like, kind of split apart. All right. Um, I'll probably see some, like, springs or something in there that I can kind of just... That I can pull or mess with. Yeah, right. and it'll just, like, fall apart. I start, like, hitting it with a hammer. I put, like, a, a towel around it to kind of, you know, absorb some of the blow and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does nothing. I take the oh, towel wow. off. I'm like, just fuck it. I'm just going to hit this thing with the hammer. Like, as hard as I can. Yeah. yeah. And like, it gets like the tiniest little dent in it. <laughs> it's so wow. well made. I couldn't believe it. <gasps> oh my gosh. Why don't they make like police vests out of this? I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, the like t- soldiers should be running around in like sheets of these. Yeah. Like in my mind, <laughs> there's two types of plastic. There's the hard plastic that you kind of just crack. Yeah. With any, like, pressure. And or the soft the, plastic, which bends. Yeah. But this is some kind of, like, weird middle Third ground. Kind. Yeah. That I'd, like, never <laughs> encountered before. I'm like, it seems to bend under force and yet be so hard I can't bend it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I'm, like, just <laughs> whacking at this thing for, like, five minutes at a time. I bet your housemates loved that, unable to leave the house. I think I got away with that without drawing too much attention. There might have been. No, you didn't. No, I wish we had a video of this. You're like, I got away with it. It's well, like, fucking hell, Ben. Yeah, they're on like their uh, Zoom meeting for work going like, like what the fuck oh is with God. the banging? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, also that was part of the reason that I was using the towers was to lessen the uh, noise a little bit. And it went out. Because our next door neighbor is renovating and it's the fucking worst. Yeah, I had a bit of that this week as well. Oh, like, like, not now. I know. Yeah, everyone around you is going to be hating you right now. Well, definitely me. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm like, surely you think like now is not a good time. Yeah. No, definitely not. And so anyway, I like eventually after like five minutes of hammering this thing, what I realize is the the hole that is like punched through the jumper itself is like mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger. And oh, so, damn. And so eventually I'm just like, fuck it. And I made the hole big enough to kind of pull the security tag through. Okay. And so I got it off, but now there's just like a hole in my A giant hole new, in your hoodie. Yeah. Which Damn. It kind of sucks because I'm like, well, I paid, you know, like 70 bucks for this or whatever. And Jeez. I got to like, I didn't get to wear it once, you know, in pristine condition, you know, mm. at least not once That's without looking like a criminal. Yeah, without, a, <laughs> without the police being able to track me. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I was thinking like, well, do I wait till Maya opens again? I'm like, who the fuck knows when that's going to be? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, definitely not. You'll never wear that hoodie. It'll yeah. be next summer. And this is the time that I need it is 
when all the uh, gyms are closed because I'm using it to go running. Running in the cold. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, so, it's pointless having you hoodie in three months' time when it's summer and the gyms are open. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I feel like I made the right decision, even if it kind of uh, sucks. But Backfired a little. Yeah. But uh, I guess my point is, well done to Maya. Your security tags really... Well, I guess uh, they, yeah. they don't do the job in terms of letting you leave the store with them because no i didn't set off any alarms while i was leaving that would have mm-hmm. probably been nice because then maybe they could have you would have known yeah, yeah taken it off when i bought it but if you're try if you're a criminal trying to remove this thing good luck to you it's not worth it yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah you're not reselling that hoodie for the same price oh, fuck no. unless it's like a yay that's supposed to be full of holes yeah i have to try and pass it off as some kind of uh, new designer thing yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Have you uh, taken up any new hobbies as part of your isolation? Well, I guess like running is the biggest thing, like the closest one to a hobby, I suppose. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just trying to work on projects that I kind of was already Put on, on the, the back burner. Yeah, that were already on the go before I uh, before I got locked down. But I mean, I've been yeah, nice. so busy with work. Like I know a lot of people have suddenly all this free time on their hands. But that hasn't been the case. Like I've got no, neither. I've got more work than ever. Yeah, same. Because I've got so good internet here, and my colleagues don't necessarily. So I've been doing a lot of their uh, jobs or helping uploading and stuff. Yeah, yeah. helping people out that I haven't been uh, able to do it. So I'm definitely not looking to kill any more time or anything like that. No, me neither. I was surprised by like how many like isolation. I guess we don't have kids. Like that's different. Yeah. But also, if I was a child over five, this would have been the time of my life. Like in my mind, if this is happening and I'm a child between five and 18, in my mind is playing, now I've had (laughs) the time of my life. Like this would be like the the hassle on days. Is that how you say that? (laughs) I don't know. Halcyon? Is that how? Halcyon? Could be Halcyon. I have not used that word in my life, so... No, me neither, but now we've... I've only ever seen it written down, so uh, that's a hobby, I guess, learn how to pronounce that. Yeah. But this would literally be, if I was laying in bed at night as a 30-year-old and this was my, like, 15-year-old self going through this now, I would, like, reminisce on these days as, like, (laughs) the best... These are the best days of my life. Well, going from... um like podcasts and talking to people that have kids, it seems like the toughest part is trying to communicate that you can't talk to your friends and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I I listened to a podcast where they said their kids basically broke down the back fence to play with their neighbors. (laughs) So they like just had the neighbor's kids show up uh, in their house one day. Oh my God. It's like, you're you're not supposed to be here. So like trying to understand the rules. I think when you've got a kid around, I guess like, you know, six years old or something, that might be tough. If it's like... That's what I'm saying, like maybe over five. Maybe I'm underestimating how smart I was at five. Yeah, so even yeah. like eight, I guess, when yeah. you kind of get the concepts. But I, I'm with you. Like I thought having kids in this scenario would be a nightmare. So I messaged my friend Steve who he's got what, like a one-year-old and uh, mm-hmm. he seemed to be doing fine. He's like, yeah, I'm home all day so I can help look after the kid with my wife. Then, you know, I guess she doesn't usually get an extra hand like that so yeah I think it depends on the age and how many you have yeah it definitely seems like there's a sweet spot yeah I think if you have one that's below two or above eight 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you have any more than one, I think, like, yeah, it's like adding difficulty modes. Yeah, definitely. Like, just watching some video podcasts, especially, all the people without kids are, like, chipper and just maybe a little bored. And then there'll be, like, the one person who's been running ragged going, like, let me get back to work. <laughs> yeah. You can see the life, like, slowly draining from their eyes. Yeah, like, I've got a, I have got a mate who's got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old and another one who's got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And yeah. they, like, that seems hard. Yeah, so I guess there's a, a sweet spot there for sure. I think having, yeah, one is kind of okay, particularly, I guess, yeah, I think, like, one, depending on the age, is all right, but two, or if they're in, like, a kind of a difficult age, like, three or four or five seems kind of hard because they're in the age where they can do stuff on their own and understand things but not well enough. Yeah. So they are, like, breaking down fences to play with the neighbor's kids and stuff like that until they get to about, like, you know, eight and you can kind of explain, like, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. Like, if I was... I don't know, like 13 to 17. Oh, my God. Now I've heard You mean I can just stay at home, play video games all day? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, basically. And it's like I can side. I, like, I, I was like, though, for this situation happening, our generation, I think, will probably cope with it the best. Yeah, definitely. Because my whole social life's online anyway. Yeah. Like the amount that my social life has changed is pretty minimal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just do this over the phone as opposed to in person, but yeah, it seems but like we're making it work. Pretty much. Uh, but we already have been doing that anyway. Like I've got lots of friends from overseas or like friends who have gone overseas or I've gone overseas and like so doing things via video catch up or like Zoom or like chatting online is not so foreign. Like even when we were kids – we could have hung out, but we were all on MSN Messenger anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as if we were under house arrest at that stage or anything, but, like, we all just sat on MSN Messenger and talked on there, even though we could have hung out. Well, I guess, like, when your kids also, uh, unless you live in a neighbourhood where you have, like, friends and stuff that you can hang out, which certainly mm. wasn't the case for us, like, no. logistically, it's, like, impossible to get to your friend's house without your parents driving you or something. So well, that's right. It's just, like well, we'll just continue to chat online like we did and uh, that's, you know, not going to really make a difference. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I guess it would probably get a bit old, like not seeing them for weeks on end, but I would probably be fine. Like, it wouldn't be that different to your regular kind of school holidays. Oh, yeah, well, it's certainly, uh, yeah, I'm not in the uh, the pool of people going like, you know, I can't believe, like, let's get back to normality. Like, obviously, it would be nice to be able to go to the movies or, uh, yeah. you know, actually see someone in person. But uh, in terms of, like, coping, I'm, you know, fine at the moment. I feel a little kind of stir-crazy. Like, there's just something that's a bit like, ugh, I want to be out. But, like, nothing intense. Yeah, well, Not like some people have kind of had. At least um, we can still leave the house if we need to. Yeah, for like jogs or walks or whatever. Yeah, or like um, just if you, like on my lunch break or something, I'll go out and get something to eat and at least that mm. breaks things up a little bit. So even that I've kind of cut out. Like when you're like, oh, you could have still gone to the stores. Like they were like, the stores are open, but don't go to them. So I haven't been doing that stuff. Like we haven't been getting take, like we get takeaway bought to us and stuff like that, but we haven't been going out to anything for ages now. Yeah, it is a weird 
processed to order even at a lot of places. Like I went and got fish and chips yesterday and uh, there was like all these people milling around outside waiting for their orders to be brought to them because mm. everyone's only doing takeout. And uh, yeah. when I walked inside, the guy ushered me back outside because you're, like, yeah, you're only allowed <laughs> like one person in at a time. And yeah. they had like this big sign out the front of all the rules. But as we kind of pointed out, the rules change on like an hourly basis. So yeah. I guess between when they printed that sign and when I walked in, they had changed it to only like one person in the, in the store, even though on the yeah, floor, wow. they've got like all these X's where people are supposed to Could stand, stand like, yeah. you know, several meters apart and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You just kind of got to roll with it. You're like, oh, sorry. And walk back out and you're fine. But yeah, it's just, uh, a lot of uh, new processes to get used to, that's for sure. So I've got a friend, speaking of like having kids and like new processes, she's got two kids on her own, so her husband's trapped overseas. Yeah. And they're two, well, like oh, one and a half and like three. That is really hard. Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- that, I'm like, sorry, I take back what I said about that her situation i'm like oh my god yeah i think the best approach would have been if you saw this coming the week before everyone was quarantined you basically have to find a live-in maid and be yeah. like do you want to be quarantined <laughs> Get with like us an au pair. yeah like, i'll pay you whatever it takes yeah you can just <laughs> you'll hang on to a job basically yeah exactly yeah. I'd, I'd, my guaranteed job i can't do this yeah because uh I can't raise three kids in this small space on my own. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. She's really, like, she's doing well. But yeah. her husband, it's pretty crazy. He travels for work. Like, he can't avoid it. I, anyway, his job is related to being in and out of the country. Mm-hmm. And he, when he came back to where he they usually live, he had to wear an ankle monitor to prove he wasn't leaving the house. Oh, well. So instead of doing, like, the hotel thing, which Australia is doing, the country where he lives, it's home isolation, but you have to wear like a, what's it called? Like a parole ankle bracelet yeah. that's got a GPS in it to show that you're just sitting in the house. And you can't take it off or anything? No, it's like the parole ones. They're like locked on your ankle. Yeah, I just, I was wondering like, is it the honesty system? Because uh, otherwise you're essentially, no, it's locked on. like you're basically a prisoner at that point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, crazy. I mean, the hotels were, like, they're nice hotels, but they're essentially prisoners in them. Like, they take the key away and lock the door. You don't have the key. Yeah, well, um, a lot of the apartments around us, you can see people that have obviously been quarantined. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there was, like, police outside the hotel and stuff. You can tell that shit's going down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, just during the day, there's a lot of people kind of just sitting in bed looking out the window and stuff because it's like, well... I'd... Wistfully, like, yeah. oh, the outside. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so that would be shit with kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But what, again, my, what country my friend are they was in? in Hong Kong. Yeah, right. So my friend um, came back from London and he came in the period where you get locked in a hotel. But he was like, mm, it's like better than my house in London. <laughs> Yeah, probably. He's like, yeah, the bathroom's larger than the bedroom that I had, and we were already on lockdown. Yeah. So by the end, like, is he changes just, are minimal. Right? Is he just like, can we? Can I just stay here? 
<laughs> well, he's got like a home to go to in Australia, which is good. But yeah, he was like, if I came back from Tokyo and we'd already been on lockdown, I would have been like, mm, this is no different. Well, I was just thinking like at the end of his you know, two week period or whatever, is he just like, you know what? I could uh, just to be safe. Let's give it another few days. Yeah, let's give it another crack. I don't yeah. feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about Tokyo, speaking of which, the government don't have the legal right as per the constitution to force people to be locked down. Okay. So what did that so do? Heavily suggest it? Yeah. And the people like, actually, doing it? Middle ground? Because I feel like Japan is one of those countries where people would actually respect those rules. But also, like, they've got that such ingrained culture of, like, you go to the office and work crazy long hours if that's yeah, what your boss okay. is doing. Yeah, yeah, true. So... Yeah. So yeah, I've got they're a not like, there at the moment. They're not leaving to hang out at the park or something. They're leaving to go to work. In seemingly, the yeah. yeah. People seemingly are like not having much fun or going out. But like, yeah, if your boss is in the office, people still seem to feel the pressure to like go in if your company hasn't said stay at home. And yeah, it's crazy. Like after the Second World War, they basically put in the constitution that the government can't. I didn't really understand, but like declare a state of emergency or can't tell the citizens unilaterally what to do. Yeah, well, it's probably a uh, a law made with good intentions, but mm. yeah, when you've got a culture of overworking people, then yeah, it's like I'm being pulled in these two directions. Which one do I go with? The yeah, the law or my boss, basically. Yeah, well, there is no law, so it's like, well, I well, want to keep my job. Well, the, and the that's government already, like, or your boss, line. I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I, I know Japan's like such a um, an office culture country that I heard they don't really have work from home kind of infrastructure in places, and a lot of no, those, uh, a lot of places don't. Yeah, and I mean like because you like Japanese culture, from my understanding, and again, like this is obviously all generalities. But when I was living there, you went to work. If you were sick, you just wore a mask unless you had a fever. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you had a cold or whatever, you just went to work with a mask on. Like, you just don't miss work unless you're really sick. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think I ever missed a day of work in Japan. You just don't do it. Yeah, you could just be, like, on your deathbed, but you still have to be rolled in. Pretty much. Like, that's how I – and I was a foreigner, so I didn't even have the same pressures as, like, obviously local people do. But, yeah, that was kind of the culture when I was there, at least, or my understanding of it. Yeah, crazy. Um, one thing I have noticed is uh, because there are so few people on the streets, we've talked about on the podcast before the etiquette of crosswalk buttons mm-hmm. and how uh, like if someone's already waiting, do you press it if it looks like they haven't pressed it? Mm-hmm. And then the, there's the whole system where it's like a placebo button anyway. So even if you do press it, would, it makes no difference. Right. Yeah. And so that's really been put to the test lately. I noticed when I was uh, on my way back from my evening run, there was a guy at the intersection and he was just waiting. And the traffic lights here have a little LED light that lights up when you've pressed it. So you can tell, is it, uh, you know, active or not? Is anything doing anything? Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't lit up. Now, a lot of the time that's just broken or the light's so mm-hmm. dim that it that you can't tell. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there's like a 50% chance that he's not pressed it or a 50% chance that the light's just like, you know, busted and you can't tell. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like me and then another girl kind of rocks up. And so I'm like, I'm not going to press it. 
I'm going to like, because I needed to cross the street in both directions. Mm-hmm. So I like just press. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to go press this other intersection button and see what happens. And mm-hmm. like, because we were waiting there for quite a while. Eventually my light turns green. So I cross. Then I have to cross the other direction. So I'm waiting there. I was all the way down the street and I just like turned back to him. He's still waiting there. Oh, damn. Like, he was waiting there for at least, I'm going to say, like, four minutes. Wow, and okay. the girl that was with us, she kind of gave up and kind of walked down the street a little bit and crossed just crossed in the there? middle of the road, yeah. Oh, wow, Because okay. I, I guess she didn't want to press the button either. But, like, it's not only out of um, laziness or just habit. People don't want to touch stuff like that in public because mm-hmm. they're just afraid it's going to spread. So, uh yeah, I don't know. He's probably still there to this day, just waiting for the light to turn green. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's one of those human statues. He looked pretty lifelike, but uh, mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's all these things like that that we didn't have to deal with because if you didn't press it, someone would. But now I'm gonna be like, like, all right, buddy. Yeah, but now there's like... It's like no one wants to touch it or go near you. And there's no one else crossing the street, so it's like, well... <laughs> I guess you live here now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, I was curious. I'm like, do I just hang around and see how long... And see how long this takes him? Yeah. I was, like, pretty tempted, but I'm like, oh, it could be a while. <laughs> <laughs> have you been calling people more or, like, reaching out in terms of, like, texts and stuff to people that you haven't talked to in forever? Um, I haven't. People have been seemingly. Like, my partner, he's like, wow, this guy is obviously stuck in his house. Like... <laughs> I haven't just, spoken to this guy in a while. Yeah, or like yeah. just him out. Like even like he his best friend and him like take days to reply to each other usually. And now it's like within fifteen minutes there's a response. It's like, wow, everyone's really uh He's got nothing else to do. Yeah, May as well like, write me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely getting a little bit. I've been getting a few texts from people that I hadn't heard from for ages and that kind of thing. And I figured I should reach out to my grandpa. Because oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, well, he's like an old dude. That's the kind of uh, person that's like most affected by the virus. Yeah, I better uh, check in with him. And so uh, after a few days of like procrastinating, I'm like, oh fuck it, I just really got to give him a call. Call him, yeah. And I thought like I'd get like a very appreciative reception. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. Ben, I can't believe like thanks so much for reaching out to me. I haven't it's heard so from nice. you in ages. So isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not like I. Uh, I call, call him. No, like unprompted, almost never. <laughs> and uh, so birthdays and you know Christmases kind of relationship. Yeah, but even for that, we do like a family kind of event. So it's like yeah. I'll just see him at the party or whatever. But obviously, right. that's not the case anymore. No phone calls needed. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the first like forty seconds, I'd say, of the phone call was him trying to work out who the fuck he was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I've never called ben him before. Didn't really, so oh, he was like, "Who's Ben?" Yeah, what? What are you? What are you talking about? And so eventually, he got the message. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Ben. And we talked for a total of two minutes, which included wow. that included the forty seconds oh, before wow. he like rushed me off the phone. Like anyway, no gave me the uh, well, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, well, gotta go where? Where are where? you going, Grandpa? What are you doing? Yeah, no <laughs> one's gotta go anywhere these days. So. uh yeah, I, I thought 
<laughs> he would be like, you know, I would have to try and find a way to uh, end the phone call because him and my dad used to talk for hours just on a Sunday morning. Yeah, your dad was chatty. Yeah, and I guess my dad was doing most of the the lifting of Obviously. those conversations because uh, he he was like, well, most of the talking, you mean? Just like holding the bulk of that conversation. Yeah. Because uh, your dad was a talker, definitely. So it didn't come from his dad, I guess. No, I guess he was just like talking <laughs> at grandpa for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just thought maybe, you know, like your dad, Philip, was definitely a talker. Like your ex-girlfriend, like your girlfriend of what, four four years ago, I think she was, was mm-hmm. it? Or a bit longer maybe, would kind of politely be like, oh, that's interesting and like. And I'd be like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, oh, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, and, don't like, ask a follow-up unless you never won't. seemed to learn. And, like, you don't even need to ask a follow-up question when it came to Philip. You could be like, mm-hmm. And he'd be like, sense interest. I know. <laughs> and it wasn't like, even – it didn't have to be legitimate interest, but he would be like, you know what? This is the closest thing that I've got to legitimate interest in a while. I'm taking it. <laughs> no. Like, I would usually listen for a while, but you had to basically say, like, okay, Philip, I'm done listening. I'm going to go talk to Ben. Yeah, I would <laughs> have to. Kind of, like, no, you had to give a really blunt exit usually. Yeah, like a friend would come over to visit me and I wouldn't see them for like half an hour because they would be stuck in the kitchen talking to dad it's until I like just went out, rescued them and dragged them back to my bedroom or something. <laughs> you get, no, I got good at it, I think. Like I would do my like bit and then but when that's I got the to thing. like you have to, uh, the topic, I'm like, okay, I'm done, Philip. I'm going to see Ben. And he was always fine. Yeah. You have to like know how to navigate the conversation though. So it takes No, a few... you didn't. You just bluntly said, I'm done. Well, done. that's, that's what I mean. Like, you know how you, you essentially have to uh, hang up on him in person yeah that's true that's true but like that's true. most people the first you hang know, up on him in person yeah the first half a dozen times that you talk to him you uh you're not gonna be you're probably being even a bit too polite to uh no know. that's true you need to override your usual polite yeah way of being in the world because that's true i don't think i would be that blunt with anyone else but also he never got offended it's not like he was like oh like no but most people again wouldn't know that until they've kind of got to know him a bit so yeah I, I guess like he probably was like oh yeah they did not come here for me <laughs> <laughs> no I've definitely been pretty blunt with him before I'm like okay Philip I'm not really interested in this anymore I'm gonna see Ben and he's like alrighty fair enough um, yeah like he's much. like you were uh, outlasted you outlasted most of the my victims. <laughs> <laughs> no, he always took it very well. He was never offended when I said I was like done listening or I had to go see you. Yeah, so my point was uh, because of that, I kind of had like a several hour a block of time. A vision that he time. was the same. Right. Yeah, that I, like, I'm like, all right, I've got some time this afternoon ready to... Uh, to block out for grandpa and then within like <laughs> literal seconds of uh, him actually working who I, out who I was. He's he like, was well, like, well, see you around. Time to hit the dusty trail. Mm-hmm. I've got my wife to talk to and no one else. I've got some, three uh, months. some living in fear to do. See ya. Yeah, much. <laughs> Maybe like, did you speak to your grandma? Maybe she's the talker. No, she's definitely not the talker. She's a, uh, She's like so old these days that I, yeah, I wouldn't want to like, even. Quiet. Yeah, like the thought of pressuring her with a conversation is probably overwhelming enough as it is. <laughs> like, why are you harming this old lady? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just let her be at least. Yeah. <laughs> 
hasn't she done enough for the world already? Yeah, <laughs> you had uh, you had your chance to talk to her like twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stop forcing her to talk. Just let her be at peace. Yeah. <laughs> she, she wants to contemplate church and her death, and we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Is that what she thinks about? I assume I haven't heard from her for quite some time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did Grandpa talk about? Uh, he just asked me, um, you know, if I was, uh, how I was dealing with like the gym and being closed and stuff like that and mm. what I was doing to keep busy. Oh uh, yeah. So, and did he tell you what he was up to? Uh, I don't think we got to that. Like I would have, <laughs> I was curious to know actually. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, well, you've told me every question I have. See you later. Yeah. I know you don't have any follow-ups for me, so peace out. <laughs> Your grandma's the best. <laughs> Hey, I was appreciative. I uh, it was You're efficient. Like, uh, efficient. Yeah. I enjoy this. Right. <laughs> like, I've I know been you... on the other end, yeah. which is always weird as well, because I had a couple of doctor's appointments, like I said, to go to, and I always feel weird telling people I'm going to a doctor's appointment or like someone's dropping something. Like I feel weird. Like I've had to end a few video chats because I had like another video chat or like a call for like a exercise class I'm still doing online, or I had to go see the doctor or like someone was coming to drop something off. Yeah. But it's always weird because now it seems, again, like polite conversation has changed because I've been on a few video chats and I'm like, oh, sorry, got to go. And people are always like, where? Yeah. <laughs> and that would never be. You're like, well, I guess technically still here, but just <laughs> yeah. with someone, not you. <laughs> but like in the past, you would never, like it would be so impolite to be like, what do you mean you're hanging up? Like, where are you, what are you doing that's not this? Like, Yeah, well, even um, my roommate was out last night and I was just like, what could you be doing? The only reason to not be home right now is if you're like running the streets flaunting lockdown or something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be so pissed if I find out that you were having some kind of party and uh, now you've infected the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like I was on like an after work drinks call and I had to go see the doctor and like they eventually just broke me and I told the truth. I was like, oh, I've got a weird rash in my arm. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> that satisfied. They're like mob mentality of like, where is she going? Where yeah. is she going? <laughs> and like another one, like I was on a video chat with a friend and it wasn't like I cut these short. It was like a couple hours or something. We were having some like drinks. Yeah. And then I was like, anyway, got to go. And again, like three people were like, where? And would not be satisfied by like just vague kind of like, oh, I've got some stuff to do. Like, well, can't, you just say, like, can't you just say the doctors? Well, this time it was, a, well, the doctors I felt weird about, but this time it was just a Pilates class. So I gave in a lot quicker, but I've never in my life before been asked like, anyway, got to go. Like where? <laughs> I've got some stuff to do. The lounge you know, room. You got a few things on. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because well, no like, one's got anything on. Polite to do that before. And yeah. Now it's like, no, what do you mean? Like, you can't be vague. I was like, I've got a Pilates class on Zoom. But yeah, well, if, if, because I think everyone half expects the answer to be, I'm just going to go outside and uh, rub my you know, my arms and body over every physical <laughs> structure that people might touch. And oh, I thought it was more like you've got nothing to do. You're fobbing me off. Well, I mean, like, there's that too. It's just like, either way. It's just so hard to fob There's now. not very many excuses. Yeah, I know. And that's what makes it hard to fob. Well, it's what like, if I do want to fob someone off? It's the ultimate. It's kind of, it goes both ways. Like, there's so many things that you could, like, for example, if you had like a wedding coming up that you didn't want to attend, now you mm. got out of it because of Corona. 
Yeah. But, but on the other hand, if there's a virtual wedding, uh, yeah, where like, they're like, we'll film everything and then have, you know, a five-hour video chat, you can't be like, sorry. But you can be <laughs> no. like, I don't know, my connection was shitty or something. Like, there's, That's true. there are loopholes How do you here. fake a bad connection? Like, you know how you do like a, <sighs> I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah. How do you do? Is there like internet crackles I can fake? Yeah, you have to download some kind of filter that makes you pixelated or something. But yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or just like somehow like put in a VPN that only lets a little bit of your internet through or something. Yeah, yeah, reroute all your video traffic through Russia and uh, that should do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or just pretend like your screen's frozen, just stay very still and, yeah, and be like, oh, get I like your boyfriend to pull present. the plug or something. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> like, is Vicky frozen or is she just pretending to be frozen? <laughs> I think I saw her blink. Because, like, somehow, like you were saying, in some ways my social life's taken off. Or It just took like, everyone else to be locked inside for it to happen. For them to have to spend time with me. Yeah. But, like, when I spoke to you last, I think, like, I had an event beforehand and after... And yeah, after I had an event, like I spoke to you for like three hours and then I had like another two hour like video chat for girls brunch. And then that night I had like a something or other on like drinks. And then by like an hour into drinks, I was like, I'm done. Like I would never socialize this much yeah, in a yeah. day. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, sorry guys, I'm going. And they're like, where again? And I was like, I've just like been talking for six hours today. I'm done. Like, <laughs> what you know about- what I mean? And you can't. Because usually if you go out with people, you're not as focused as you are, I guess, on the phone or online. Like, you kind of have to concentrate the whole time. Oh, yeah. Phone calls are the worst for that because, like, you can't have a silence for a couple of seconds. Like, if you are out at a bar, you can just, you know, get a, go get a refill of your drink or go to the bathroom and come back or something. Mm. Take a, Even just take a long sip and people aren't going to be like, why isn't Ben, any, why isn't <laughs> ben saying anything? Yeah. <laughs> On the phone, it's like you got to keep that back and forth going. Otherwise, they're like, oh, he's obviously just ignoring me. But, like, I think video chat's the worst of, worst of both worlds in that way. Why? Well, because they can also see me. So, I can't just, like, wander around my house doing aimless stuff while I'm also talking to them. You think they're going to get offended if you're, like, doing the dishes while you're supposed to be at girls' brunch? Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's no, like, you can't just chill out and kind of listen you also have to engage what about your parents have they uh, been checking in a lot no so i've been speaking to rodney actually yeah again he rushed me off the phone the other day (laughs) yeah you think like like, you're doing the right thing to uh, reach out to the older generation like they'll appreciate it and they're like oh why is vicky fucking bothering me (laughs) no like the other night um (laughs) yeah the other night i guess i didn't have anything on and like my partner was playing the playstation which is like taking up the internet and the TV. We only have one TV. So I was like, I could watch something on my phone, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, oh, call dad. That'll like, you know, keep me going for an hour or so. And then I think about four times he did the, well, anyway. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're my way of killing time. Yeah, pretty much. I wasn't allowing him to. Like you could hear the desperation increasing. <laughs> <laughs> But you also said, yeah, he was like, well, anyway, I should really uh, do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That reminds me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I remember having dinner once. But you also said that you found it hard to, uh, to ignore your family's phone calls. Well, not so much now I'm in isolation, but like in general, when your parents call, like particularly when I was out doing things, like I was at work, 
I want to say like maybe a month ago Yeah. and my mum rang and I'm at work. Like I've got, I'm in the middle of, you know, doing stuff and talking to people about work stuff. Like I'm not free. And so I declined the call in front of some colleagues and they made the biggest deal out of it. They were like, oh my God, you declined your mum. Like it was like I kicked a, a puppy or something. Really? Or like mailed, yeah, like mailed my mum's finger back to her or something. Like when like you, everyone was like, I can't believe you did that. You declined your mum, like you monster. <laughs> like were you talking to your colleagues about work-related stuff, or yeah, you just kind of like messing we were around? working? Yeah, because no, I, we like, I feel like uh, that's totally acceptable. Like it wasn't a meeting. Like if it was a meeting, that's different. But we were kind of like sitting together doing work. Because I would have thought it would be more um, likely if you're working and then in the middle of it you're like oh i just got to answer my mom's phone call they'd be like can't you just call her back like i can see that yeah, being equally exactly. as likely so i'm like i think there's no but i definitely get the guilt when i decline a parent i'm like oh you brought me into the world should really take this call <laughs> but how long can they coast on that one for i mean it's been 30 something years now I mean, again, I'm coasting on the I'm your child, please help me for the amount. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Amount, so <laughs> I guess, I guess each it's other even out. Stevens. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my dad, I needed some help with something around the house. And he's like, oh, I've got stuff on. And I was like, I'm your <laughs> child. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think, is what scares me about having children. What, that they're going to need some attention once in a while? Look, yeah, it's a literal sure. lifelong <laughs> commitment. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm in my early 30s and mm-hmm. I'm, my dad, I think, has checked out parent-wise and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You brought me into this <laughs> and you're going to suffer the consequences <laughs> of it. you through. Yeah. yeah, I thought, like, originally when I was a kid, I was like, oh, like, it's, you know, 18-year contract and then their work here is done and now I'm like oh my god like I was so wrong like I did not have children <laughs> uh yeah Rodney didn't factor in um property prices when he was uh he was bringing you into the world so it's like no well, <laughs> I guess we're gonna live together for a little longer <laughs> yeah pretty much like yeah no exactly I didn't realize I'd be like heading towards my 40s like mama <laughs> <laughs> does it does it make so- does it make you go, um, I'll see how this pandemic goes before I consider having kids? Oh, I just can't imagine like them still needing me at 50. And I'm like, please. That's probably why your grandma doesn't want to talk anymore. She's just trying to, uh, trying to tune out the world. Well, like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You had me for like 80 years. What more can I give? <laughs> Pretty much. Like she probably had your dad at what, like 20 Probably something like that. So like, she's like, I've done 20s. 60 years of parenting, basically. Yeah. I'm off the clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, uh, you know, effort in any job, I would say. I would say. That's why if I was your grandma, I'm like, I'm off the clock, mate. Like, we think when we call them, it's like the joy of their lives. But for them, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> i got to deal with this shit again. Never end. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like, I think we're too much, like, raised on TV commercials or, like, you know, Hallmark movies where it's, like, grandpa's eyes light up when the grandchildren come over. Yeah, well... Maybe grandpa's eyes dim. (laughs) (laughs) I also... Like, I never was really... Sorry, I really enjoyed my own (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, that made me laugh. Like, like, oh, sweet relief. Get these children away from me. It's true. I don't get to see my grandma outside of family (laughs) gatherings. Maybe she's a bundle of energy. By design. Yeah. She could be like the most upbeat and um, fun person in the world. I just don't get to see that side of her. Because no, she's clocked off. Yeah. She's like 60 years of parenting. That's, I can retire. Like the drive over to uh, our house. Like <laughs> she, she gets in the car <laughs> and she's like Willy Wonka when he's like doing a jig like yeah. to the car. And then as soon as she yeah. gets out, she's like when he's pretending to be the old <laughs> man. Old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like slowly over the course of the drive, her eyelids droop. She realizes so what's about to dawn on her for yeah, two for the hours. next two, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, because again, like we're so used to movies where it's like, oh, children are really the light of your life. And I'm like, I can imagine like wanting to get away from your children occasionally. Yeah, well, I was never really buying, you see those American, like you say, Hallmark films where mm. the kid's playing baseball and he looks out to the field or like he's at some kind of recital and he's like looking for his dad. Like dad's eyes are like beaming. No, like the opposite where the parent just didn't show up. Oh. And it's like the mum will be there, but the dad couldn't make it because he had some kind of business meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you little shit, you've got one parent there. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're lucky you got that. <laughs> Like, there was never a time in my life where I was like, dad couldn't come, my heart is broken. I'd just be like... No, that's so true. Fair enough. All right, well, mum was here. That's good enough. (laughs) And then it's a bonus when dad shows up. I mean, mostly I had no one, which was fine. Yeah, so you turned out all right. Yeah, I don't think it's that, like, uh, it never, like, scarred me for life if neither of my parents could make it to my dad's recital. Well, especially probably looking back now, you're like, oh, who'd want to sit through that? Like, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that happened to me amidst all of this was uh, my uh, identity got stolen. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, minor identity theft, but... Oh, my God. I was playing video games. The new Final Fantasy game got released in Australia nine days early, so I was, like, super excited to, like, bring it home and uh, actually get stuck into it. This is a game I've been looking forward to for, like, a decade now. Yeah. And then my phone just dies, essentially. Like, it's got full battery, but no reception. And so I get, like, a message saying the sim can't be uh, found or whatever and I've got like two back-to-back emails like one saying hey uh, this is a confirmation of your order and then now your order has been confirmed like your number is now ported and so someone had like taken my phone number and ported it to a different sim card and so now I can no longer use my phone yeah Yeah. and it's like about like 6 p.m on a Wednesday afternoon and, oh, so you can't really call anyone either. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I got go onto the uh, website and I still had like Wi-Fi at home so I could do that much. But it's like, hey, call this number. I'm like, you know the irony of this situation, right? <laughs> I can't call anyone. Yeah, it's literally the one thing I can't do. And uh, like I look on Google Maps in the store, <clears> like <throat> the uh, phone store is closing down in you know a couple of minutes so i didn't have time oh, to so you're like amazing race running oh no well it's like i know i'm not gonna get there before it closes so i jump on like their little um online chat room thing they've got like a chat mm. bot 
But like, of course, there's a message saying, oh, due to coronavirus, it's all delayed. There might be a delay in getting back to you, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, so like distracted. I'm like, fuck, I just want to play this game. And now I have to deal with this <laughs> shit. And so I, uh, I go to the store like first thing the next morning and uh, kind of explain the situation. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, we'll fix it up for you. And he gave me a new SIM card and got my number back and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like such a pain in the ass that in the middle of all of this, now I have to like deal with <laughs> this bullshit. Your phone number being stolen. Yeah. And <clears throat> so Did they explain what happened? I've got a theory and uh, I don't know 100% why anyone would bother because it was literally half a day that... That they had it, yeah. yeah. And so that doesn't seem like long enough to like if you're buying... Really do anything. Yeah. But I reckon it was like a drug dealer or something that kind of was using another number to try and avoid oh, being... like steals a random number for a day and then... Yeah, and so... Because I, I did get, like, a couple of calls and texts after I'd already got it back looking no for someone... Way. Yeah, like, after someone called Damo. Oh, and, and you're like, no. Yeah, and, like, the guy, like, on the phone call, he was... Uh, it sounded like he was at a party or something. <clears throat> I'm like, dude, we're on lockdown. No like, parties allowed. Yeah. yeah, exactly, but I'm like, well... If you were looking for some, like, coke or something, I can see that being the kind of guy who would flaunt those uh, restrictions. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's also calling a drug dealer. It seems like rules don't mean that much to him. Yeah, he probably is not giving a shit and just looking. Again, we're like, oh, my God, you're flaunting the rules. Like, yes, I'm buying drugs. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm just tr- trying to get through this lockdown like everyone else. <laughs> if that means I have to uh, put myself in a heroin coma for the next two months, then God damn it, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know if they, like, stole my number to sell it to someone or the person that actually stole it was the one who was using it. But, yeah, like, for at least half a day there, someone was uh, pretending to be me. So, if you got any... If you were texting me and uh, you got some weird text messages back, that's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Wow, what a crazy story. I know, but, again, it was like, oh, well, I've got my identity stolen, but at least it's an excuse to leave the house for a morning yeah for a few hours again it's like oh yeah you're rash yeah basically <laughs> i had them put a lock on my account so they couldn't do this again unless i was mm. in person and showing id and all this kind of stuff yeah but i'm like why why couldn't you do that in the first place like, the like guy, that should be just the protocol <laughs> yeah the guy made it sound like someone called up and over the phone gave my information which is a little Ooh. worrying as well because it's like it means it's someone why who, do you have like my date of birth and address yeah so I don't know exactly how much info they I'm sure they, they don't. Needed. They probably just rang and were like, it is my eye yeah, of could- this number. And you're like, Ben, hi, how was your birthday? On, uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's possible it was just like some kind of lazy guy who uh, answered the phone and just processed it without doing all the proper security checks and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just annoying that it's like through no fault of my own, now I've got to uh, run out and fix this. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy story. Yeah, so it's like change passwords and stuff like that to try and... Oh, good. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen again. But, but yeah, just uh, another thing to worry about amid lockdown. Yeah. Well, I know like two or three years ago, I want to say like the blood bank okay. like leaked, got hacked. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? And they contacted me as one of the customers whose like details had been leaked. I was like, uh But seemingly like no ill effects... 
I just assume my kind of identity is out there anyway and uh, oh for sure everyone's has got to be yeah like i think google chrome does a check where it's like hey you're using like passwords that have been stolen like that we know have been stolen Um, oh wow but it's like you look through it i'm like i don't know for some kind of uh canadian website that i bought something off once 10 years ago i'm like i could probably live with that being hacked you know yeah (laughs) i don't think there's any up-to-date credit card information there yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, maybe I'm taking too lax an approach to it, but at least it was easily resolved. It's just one restless night's sleep, though. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, speaking of extra catch-ups and trying to hang on to chats with my dad, I have been calling him probably a bit more recently. And um, I don't know if I told you, but my partner is writing a book while in isolation. Yeah, yeah, you did mention that yeah. last episode. So, as they say in Monkey Island, we're all whiling away the celibate hours, so... <laughs> I believe that is Siberia, but it's a good quote. Is it? No, I'm pretty sure that's Monkey Island. One of those classic adventure games. Yeah. So, he's decided to, like, because he's not working, so he's one of these people with more time on their hands. So, he's writing a book to, like, pass the time. Anyway, mm. yep. it's about the Australian outback and cattle and sheep stations and all that kind of stuff, and he grew up kind of in the countryside, so he's got a bit of knowledge on that stuff, I guess. Not as, like as deep countryside as he's writing about. So I rang my dad and we were just catching up and he's like, oh yeah, what's your partner up to? And I was like, yeah, he's writing this book and was kind of explaining the premise. And my dad grew up on cattle stations and like did, you know, like mustering and he was kind of like a real life kind of cowboy, I guess. Okay. Up until he's kind of early to mid twenties. Anyway, um, so then like as soon as I explained it to him, like the tone really changed. He's like, oh yeah. Does he know much about that kind of stuff? <laughs> Suddenly he's <laughs> like, got a newfound uh, interest in your partner. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I was like, oh, I guess he's like researching it. And he's like, oh, okay. So like he needs a bit more knowledge on it, does he? I'm like, oh, yeah, seemingly he's not like, you know, completely au fait with exactly how a cattle station runs. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, so would he like a bit more info on how a cattle station runs? I'm like, I guess that's kind of what he's doing. And Rodney's like, oh, yep all right, like, it seems like, you know, he's looking for resources about how a cattle station runs. Like, do you want to be in the book? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're saying that Rodney was, he has cattle station experience? Yes. I can't believe there's another, yet another element of your dad's past. Did you not know this? No. Yeah, yeah. He, um, his dad was a... Shearer, like he was like a real life cowboy. Like they would go (laughs) when they were growing up, they went station to station, like cattle station or sheep station, obviously, is a shearer, seasonally shearing. So they'd stay at one sheep station, they'd shear all the sheep there, and then they'd go to the other sheep station and start shearing there. And then when dad got into his teen years, he started doing it as well because, like, it's not like labor laws existed in the middle of nowhere in 19, (laughs) you know, 50. Yeah. So he was like mustering sheep and doing boundary riding where you literally just ride your horse around the station, check if there's holes in the fences, fix them, and then just start doing that again once you get to the end. And so he wanted to be in the book as a character or he just wants to give him advice as He just wants to give him advice as someone who's been through it, I think, like wants to have some creative direction. Yep. And so is uh, yeah, but it was so obvious. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even. Like, I wish I'd recorded the conversation to like recreate it. <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, so needs to find someone that's got some real life experience of this, does he? Yeah, I wonder like, who. Yeah, I guess he does. It just, yeah, uh, it's real. I 
<laughs> off the top of my head, I wonder if I can think of anyone who like, might know something about dome. that. Yeah. Any ideas? Hmm. <laughs> okay, Rodney. <laughs> we get it. You've shown a sheep or two. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I probably won't even tell you about this. Yeah, that's like his main kind of claim to fame for the family. Like, that's his main identity. That's <laughs> yeah, where his well, life started. No, I guess I just uh, assumed his main identity was like a train driver. Who... No, 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 he didn't do that till like his mid twenties. And he doesn't uh, drive trains; he works for railways. But yeah, well, I assumed he's like you know, yeah, in the railway game with some uh, cage fighting and bowling on the side. No, so yeah, he started off uh, working on sheep stations when he was like a teenager. All right, well, and uh, like his childhood was following like the seasonal shearing work in tents. Complete, just a little more of that jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't tell you this. So, yeah, he um he grew up, like, so their family would follow, like, where the shearing needed to be done. So did he work his way into the book? Is uh, your boyfriend taking him up on the offer? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, well, I asked Dad and he said it on speakerphone. It's uh, <laughs> as close as his pride would allow. All right. I feel like that's... Because, of uh, course, he couldn't directly give advice. He has to be invited. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> you don't want to interrupt the creative process. No, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, when we were like, so what's it like? He's like, well, on the off times, like, everyone just drinks and fights. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, nothing else to do. Yeah, I feel like that's the obvious answer. Yeah, he's like, everyone drinks, gambles and fights. And that's basically it. Yeah, it sounds like he uh, had not moved far from, um, like, when Australia was first settled. Seemingly not yeah. for his childhood, no. <laughs> but apparently, like, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, all you do is drink, gamble and fight because there's nothing else to do. And I feel like that's probably still the case in a lot of places. <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you all for listening. You can email me, ben, at insaneramblings.net. You can reach me, vicky, at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. Uh, you can, of course, always follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Insane Ramblings. Lots of behind the scenes and little clips for you to share and enjoy. Jump on uh, iTunes where you can rate, review and subscribe. And so all the new episodes will be downloaded automatically without having to uh, lift a finger. And we're also on Spotify. We're in the process of uh, upgrading our uh, recording equipment. So hopefully by mm-hmm. next episode, it doesn't sound like Vicky is calling into uh, my show anymore because uh, so we'll see how we go yeah we'll see how we go i feel like we could be uh, in lockdown for quite a while so if we can uh, do something to improve Work on that at all yeah yeah but uh, thanks for bearing with us for uh, these last couple episodes mm, yeah we see boat we see boat Let's do it. <laughs> you, right, you ready? Yeah. There was just like a lot of rustling. So you say, let's go. But I'm like, I don't think Vicky's ready. <laughs> oh, well, if you can hear rustling, I don't know why. Because I'm not rustling. All right. I'll give it a whirl. All right. Just whatever you're doing now, that's like you know, coming through pretty loud. Like nothing. You're rubbing your phone all over your head. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay. All right, one, two, three, show. <laughs> no, you're going to do it again. <laughs> do we say it together usually? 
We never say it. It was last week. It was the first. <laughs> no, I know. But what happened last week? Were we saying it together or like I got the giggles? Why did it take so long? Well, I have to delineate between the before show banter and the actual show banter. During show banter. No, no, I'm just saying, why was it such a disaster to do one, two, three show last week? I can't remember. Because, yeah, we were both cracking up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It made for a good after show. Oh, you used it? Yeah. One, two, three, show. Uh, Usually. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There's something like inherently comical about one, two, three show. I know, I even gave you a pause because I was like, Vicky's going to crack up. He's going to laugh. No, no. All right, all right. Let's do this. Come on. Okay. Typically, uh, these little pre You can do it. (laughs) I wasn't ready. I thought this was banter. One, two, three show. It's in ramblings.